on the crosstalk on WIZM. I'm Mike Hayes, our guest in the studio this morning. Mask on, socially distanced, is uh, Scott Robert Shaw. Here, I almost turned the phone on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm right here. Have it. Yeah, have it. Sorry. Uh, because Scott is part of the uh, four segments of the Vote Safe project. What's the impetus behind this? I don't recall we've ever had a Vote Safe project event like this before. Uh, it started with the Lacrosse Area United Way reaching out to area media and some others, and they had the goal of trying to uh, provide the most up-to-date information regarding voting in Wisconsin. And, of course, we saw what happened in the April election. Yeah. We didn't know until even, what, a day before the polls were to open whether we would be able to vote in person. The courts got involved. There was a lot of back and forth, and there was a lot of confusion. And then once the ballots were cast, there were some issues with ballots being returned on time or being received on time. Um, so I, this effort was born out of that in advance of the November election to try and and, and again, I want to stress this because I know that we've had some some feedback on this. This is a bipartisan effort. Nobody's telling anybody who to vote for. It's strictly a matter of let's agree that whoever you're going to vote for, you should be able to do so with confidence that no matter how your ballot is cast, whether it's at the polls in person, the traditional way, or whether it's via absentee ballot or early voting, especially during a pandemic year, that that vote uh, will count. Uh, but again, the, the rules keep changing. And uh, right. you know, we just heard yesterday, for example, the Wisconsin Supreme Court saying that the clerks throughout the state uh, will have up to six days after the election is over uh, to count those absentee ballots as long as those are postmarked by Election Day. So things are changing all the time. Right. And that's why we've gathered a panel of experts to try and break all that down. For us. One of our, my listeners wondered whether or not the post office uh, has said anything about them being open late so that people who uh, want their ballot to be postmarked by the end of the day, which is midnight on November 3rd, uh, will they be able to go to the post office before midnight and get it postmarked, or do they have to do that by the close of business? Because the post office, where I live, closes at 2.30 in the afternoon. You can't get it postmarked Uh -uh. after that, right? Not where I live. Right, and I'm not aware of any effort to extend that deadline for processing or receiving those at the post office, Um, but that's a good question that may come up tonight with our experts. So. Well, I'll text it to you. Because that's part of the process. I mean, right. the whole mail system clearly is, is part of making sure that the, for the you know, a record number of people are expected to vote absentee, more than 70%. So there's going to be a crush of these absentee ballots, and it's important that we have confidence that those ballots are going to be received and counted properly. There are states, California being, I guess, the most notable, that allow ballot harvesting, that allow a person to go to... Uh, a senior center and volunteered. To, I'll take all of your ballots to the uh, post office or to the election site. Mm-hmm. Just put them in this box, uh, which makes an awful lot of people nervous. Will that kind of thing, h- how can we assure that the person who's putting all those ballots in the trunk of their car to take them off to where they need to go actually does that? Uh, if I recall, just it may have been yesterday, um, there was a decision from, I think, the Department of Health Services in Wisconsin that said, because of the pandemic, we're not going to allow people, and, and by people I'm saying poll workers, or um, go to these nursing homes, for example, and gather these absentee ballots. Under a normal situation, they would do that. They would, to make it easier for those people ah. who are homebound, for example, uh, to cast a ballot, they would go pick them up for them, take them to the polling place or take them to the clerk's office, rather. Um, but because of the pandemic this year, they're not going to be allowed to do that. 
So ah, okay. it'll be interesting to see whether that has an impact on the election. If there's right. a number of people that want to vote, but for whatever, you know, facing whatever barriers they do are not able um, because now they don't have somebody who can kind of help them. Right. Well, and that does that then mean that senior centers across Wisconsin, across the country, are going to have to get their people voted, written down, put in an envelope, and given to somebody who will walk it out to the mailbox. I presume. And put it in the mailbox right outside in front of their apartment right. building right. in hopes that they go from that box to the post office right. uh, before midnight on Tuesday the 3rd. Right. And I think that's one of the messages that's coming through on, on all of this is the earlier people vote, the more assurances they can have that their sure. vote is counted because they're going to be less reliant on the Postal Service to get it there on time. And, and that's why a judge yesterday ruled that the state can have six extra days after the polls close to receive those ballots as long as they are postmarked right. by the date of the election. Under current Wisconsin law, or prior to this ruling, which could, by the way, be appealed, uh, they had to be post- <laughs> they had to be received by a close of polls on Election Day, so 8 p.m. on November 3rd. This gives clerks an additional six days to receive and process those applications. Right, because they can't even begin counting right. any ballots until the polls close, which is... Right. So I haven't heard that they'll be extended. So 7 p.m. in Wisconsin, yeah. the polls close. 8 p.m., yep. the polls close. And that's so Jenny Denkmeyer and, yep. and, and clerks across the state will be looking at their watch and shooting off a gun. It's 8 o'clock. Yep. Start counting. Now you can start counting those absentee ballots. Now, in some states, they, they have different rules. And they allow clerks to begin counting those absentee ballots sooner. Uh, what's going to happen if, if they can't start counting them until... The polls closed, and with so many of those absentee ballots, it's yeah. likely going to be a matter of days before we know the results of the election in Wisconsin. Right. Well, and I, I heard from a number of guests, uh, 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 Joe Heim and, and uh, uh, Anthony Trigoski, Rick Manning, have all said that often elections are called before all the ballots are counted because of the assumption that the ballots that are coming in are a reflection of the ballots that have already right. been cast. Right. Is that going to be the case this year? Or, or, or do you think poll workers or election officials will wait until every ballot's been counted? Darn it. Well, let's be clear. It, the, the calling of an election is typically not done by the clerks. They were not oh. certifying an election until every ballot has been counted. And then after that, in a matter of a couple of days, they go through what's called the Board of Canvassing. And so these people go through every single ballot and verify with what they have on their records. So the process takes some time. Oh, sure. Yeah. So And that canvassing, is that where they, uh, the effort to ensure that, uh, that uh, Mike Hayes didn't vote in person Correct. and absentee? Yep. Oh, so they'll be verifying the paper Correct. that they have with a file that says he did not vote, yes. even though he may have asked for an absentee. Correct. That's all it says. He requested absentee, right. but it says over here he voted. And that's perfectly legal person. to do Oh, that. absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's legit. Yeah, and I've covered these as a reporter, covered the Board of Canvassing meetings before, and I can assure you that these people are diligent uh, in this process, and it takes days for them to go through the, the, the logbook and look at the ballots and process every single one to make sure that there are right. no irregularities. That's not a place... Where where votes change that you know it would be so difficult to be cheesy during that uh, that canvassing after right. the fact uh, right. you know I, I I am I guess as concerned as I have ever been about uh, illegitimate votes being counted but voting in person I wonder a, a number of people it's no reflection of nation uh, nationally but uh, a number of people have 
texted uh, me in the last couple of days and said, you know, I'm just going to vote yeah, in Just person. to make sure that they know that they're voting. Just so I can see my ballots go down in the box. But we should also work to make sure, and, and that's fine. I think we, we should also work to make sure that those who do choose to vote absentee for whatever reason, pandemic fears or they're out of town or whatever. Or they're old and don't have a yeah, car. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that yeah. those votes also are going to be counted. Absolutely. And, and our experts tonight will walk us through that process. Uh, this begins at uh, 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, a series of panelists, again, former Wisconsin Attorney General J.B. Van Hollen, who's a Republican, current Attorney General Josh Call, a Democrat, uh, Reed Magney of the Wisconsin Elections Commission, and Ginny Dankmeyer, a uh, La Crosse County clerk, uh, will be joined by Lee Raj, who will serve as our moderator. He's from Leadership Ethics, Wisconsin. And a series of uh, media members, including myself, uh, will be asking questions of those panelists. And there's also an opportunity, uh, and this is certainly needs to be pointed out, for people, listeners, viewers, whatever, uh, to... Uh, submit their questions and get those questions answered by the experts. And they can do that if they're watching it on the WIZM Facebook page tonight, for example, starting at 7 o'clock. They can simply type in in the comments there a question. They can uh, submit a question via email, questions at projectvotesafe.org, uh, or wow. they can text it to 785-7914, and we'll do our best to get those questions in the final uh, segment of tonight's uh, show uh, to those experts and get those questions answered. It all starts on the WISM website or the WISM Facebook page. Right. Uh, or on or, air, we'll do it I live. was just going to yep. say, or on the regular old radio. Yep. If you already know what Scott looks like and you don't care what Reed Magney looks like, then listen to it on the radio, uh, and you'll be all set. Starts at 7 o'clock tonight. Really looking forward yep. to it. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate uh, it. I'm going to stay up late just because. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you will be too. Yeah, it'll be easier for you, though. You'll be on camera. Everyone will notice, hey, look at that. Scott Robert Shaw's mm-hmm. starting to fall asleep. Uh, thanks. Very, and you by mean, the way, now you know why I sometimes have Joe Heim on two days in a row or Anthony Trigoski because we're not done talking right. except we're already out of time. Yep. Understandable. So, so thanks very much. Scott Robert Shaw will be part of segment four of the question and answer. If you've got questions, you can text it to the same number you're already familiar with, 785-7914, or questions at votesafeproject.org.